we have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We got our way to win. It's simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one into Murray. Here we go. Ten seconds. Murray to Jokic. Jokic. Nuggets win, Nuggets win, Nuggets win. Hell yeah, y'all. They got the job done in six. What did I say? Well, originally I said they'd get it done in four. So I think originally, originally I said they'd get it done in six. And then after the first two games, I was like, nah, nah, we're going to take care of business, do this in four. And then when they lost the next two games, I went back to my original, (laughs) original take. So I guess technically, probably, I can't say I got it right since I bailed from my original take, if you want to be like that. It's your girl, Jenna Garcia, back with another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast. Make sure you're following me at Vita Viva Diva for all the inside scoop, behind the scenes, locker room, um, all, you know, all that, the stuff you all want to see. I got videos, I got interviews, I got funny commentary, I got DeAndre Jordan flipping me off every chance he gets. I walk into practice and he'll flip me off and then he, <laughs> he'll do like the flip uh, middle finger into a heart, you know, like they do on TikTok. His kids must have shot him that because I know for damn sure he don't got no TikTok. <laughs> Oh, no, we just mostly talk shit and everything, but lots of good inside scoop on my Instagram, on my TikTok, just some fun Nuggets content, and now you can check me out at Clutch Points and Clutch Points NBA, Clutch Points Betting. I'll be on all of their pages doing videos, so if you don't follow them already, make sure you go and give them a follow. Today's episode is brought to you by Betstamp. The number one app used for tracking your bets and making sure you're getting the best lines when you're betting on any sport. Check out Betstamp today, and when you download, use promo code Jenna G J E N A G for a special offer. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Nuggets did the thing that nobody seemed to think they could do, which was completely throttle, just absolutely demolish the Suns in a closeout game six. Even after the Nuggets won the first two games, a lot of ESPN 
people, I'm pretty sure nobody took nuggets in six. And I'm pretty sure there was only like one guy who took nuggets in seven. And the rest of ESPN said Suns in six or Suns in even less games than that. And I get it. Trust me, I get it. Kevin Durant has been my favorite player since I was since like starting basketball, right? Carmelo, KD, I love me, um, an assassin, a sniper, a guy who has a great shot, right? Both those guys are, are lethal offensive weapons for sure. Something that I always aspired to be, right? But the Nuggets had an answer for KD. His name was A.G. <laughs> All the letters, man. B.B., C.B., A.G., K.D. It's just too much. It's just too much. But Aaron Gordon does not get his flowers nearly enough. And Lord knows if you bet on the games, you've probably been fading him because his lines are always uh, a little bit higher than what he is averaging and what how he's performing. So... I want to give him his flowers first thing off the bat. They don't win that series unless AG locks down on KD. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker played out of his mind for sure. He had a great series, but he even made Kevin Durant look like the second best offensive weapon on their team in this series. But I would say that that was actually the job of Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon locking down Kevin Durant made... Devin Booker looked like a better player in this series, like a better offensive player. Not to take anything away of what he did offensively, but KD was locked up. He didn't get up nearly as many shots as we thought he would. He didn't make them at the clip that we thought he'd make them at. And I think that has to be a lot of credit to Aaron Gordon for that. Obviously, Jeff Green had a couple of minutes on him, as did other guys, but... I would say the majority of that uh, goes goes to AG. And for a guy whose box score doesn't look all that glamorous, he was only a minus, uh, box plus minus, in two games in the postseason so far. And in both those games, he has been a box plus minus in, um, they were a minus three. So both those games. That's not even that much of a minus, you know what I mean? Just compared to like what he could have been. Um, today's episode, we're going to talk about the trends throughout these series, throughout the postseason, specifically when to bet the Nuggets, what quarters they are winning and what quarters they're losing. And then we're going to look across the league and talk about who's averaging the most points, who's, and is it the Nuggets, right? Because at the end of the day, we know that this offense is powerful. We know that this Nuggets offense, we've seen it all year. We haven't not been worried about the offense. It was always the defense we were worried about. And I don't know if there's a team that can outscore the Nuggets. This Suns team had a pretty good chance at it with those two offensive weapons we just mentioned. But in their series versus the Timberwolves, the Nuggets were outscoring the Timberwolves by almost 10 points on average. Uh, 105, 105 points the Timberwolves averaged in their uh, five-game series, and then the Nuggets averaged 114 in their five in their five games. In this series against the Suns, the Suns averaged 107 points, technically 100 and, 
and eight you could round up because it's point six 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 seven. So you could round that up to to one oh eight. The Suns averaged one hundred and eight points, and the Nuggets they averaged one seventeen. So again, they're beating their opponents on average by ten points, nine points, I guess, if you want to be real specific. But practically ten, nine in both series so far. We'll get into all of the series uh, as well. Talk about who's averaging the most points. Let's start here in the West with the Lakers and the Warriors, since those are the two teams left in the West. Golden State against Sacramento averaged 115.8 points, so 116 points. Against the Lakers, they're averaging... 111.6, so 112 points. The Lakers are averaging 110.8 points. So if that pans out correctly, depending on how the next two games go, right? If it goes to seven, it'll be two more games. They have game six tonight, but as of right now, I would say the the Warriors are winning this series. I know Andrew Wiggins is injured. I know the Warriors haven't won on the road, but they are winning on the road in the postseason, so I don't know that that really matters anymore. Anthony Davis, also injured. Anthony Davis, also fragile. Like, can't trust him to, to stay healthy. Can't be totally sure that he will stay healthy, even if he does play in Game 6. And even if he, I think they said first he wasn't in concussion protocol, then he was in concussion protocol, then I got an alert last night, no, he wasn't in, and there's nothing that's going to keep him from playing in game six. So I don't even know. The misinformation is wild. These reporters nowadays are more like fans and are just telling fans what they want to hear. And what the fans want to hear is that the Lakers are going to be winning, and I just don't see it. As of right now, the Warriors are outscoring them by, I mean, if we round up for both of them, by a point. It's a point of a difference. So really, this series could go either way. I personally think it goes Golden State's way. I think that makes the more sense for Denver to have to go through the team that most recently bounced them and that won the championship most recently. That would be the harder path, if you ask me. Uh, A lot of people think that The Lakers are the tougher path because, I don't know, they think that Anthony Davis is a Jokic stopper or something. I've looked at the numbers, and it's not all that different. Like, Nikola doesn't play much worse than he plays against anybody the last time they they did play, obviously, in the 2022 bubble Western Conference Finals. Nikola is probably three, four times better than that at this point, so I don't know that we can totally hold it against him. If you look at their careers and compare, uh, AD takes more free throws, and he's therefore made more free throws because the number is insane. There's an insane difference in the amount of free throws that he attempts. Anthony Davis also plays more minutes, takes more shots, and has made more shots on worse efficiency from three from and from the two-point range. So you're going to, like, I don't see this happening. Nikola is a more efficient player. He doesn't need to be on the floor nearly as much to be more effective in the game. 
He's a far better player than Anthony Davis. He's a two-time MVP. So all of this disrespect about how AD can can hold his own against Nikola, like, mm, you're not going to sell me on that. Mm-mm. He's not even a one-time MVP. Come on. Come on now. If his defense was so good, he would have won something by now. He is an all-defensive team player, which the Nuggets didn't have any all-defensive team players. That's kind of shocking to me, but I will just say, like, I feel like the the voting system is totally biased and that players who play in bigger markets get their games watched more, and I think it's complete crap that John Morant isn't going to be qualifying for his Supermax. I think it's complete crap that Jamal Murray won't qualify because they work, play and work in smaller markets where people don't pay as much attention to them. And I don't think that that's fair. I think that's straight, like, needs to be changed soon. The way that we think about that needs to be changed soon. Same as the way we think about, you know, draft picks, right? Because depending on where you're drafted also qualifies you for a super max. And I just think this isn't like a healthy system. And it's not very a very fair system. Look at Nikola. Look at where he's at, right? And obviously his contract has a lot of like incentives for being all NBA, for winning MVPs, for taking the team deep into the postseason. That's how they kind of make up that difference. But I just think it's a, a very poorly thought out system. Needs to be rethought. When it comes to uh, the Eastern Conference, Miami averaged the most points per game of any team in either conference versus Milwaukee. I think that has more to do with Milwaukee's defense or lack thereof and the heater Miami was on because they could not miss. They averaged 124 points versus Milwaukee, which is down to just 106 against an actual a team that's defending them well. And now that they're shooting a little bit more down to earth, they're shooting kind of regressed a bit since that series. So 106 average for Miami versus the Knicks. They are covering a four-point spread versus the Knicks. The Knicks are averaging 102 points versus the Miami Heat. The Knicks are also the holders of the lowest points scored average, which was in their series uh, versus, versus Cleveland. That series, they only averaged 99.6 points, so barely 100 points in that series. That's how you know those teams are two defensive-focused teams defensive-minded coaches, um, and they still walked away with the win. You know how many shots Cleveland had to miss for the Knicks to walk away with that win at 99.6 points per game average? Pretty bad. I think the Knicks will be knocked out next. I just don't think that they have enough scoring power to get them past this round, which is going to be an impressive uh, feat for the eight-seed Miami Heat. Seeding's all messed up this year, though, because nobody cared about the regular season, and, and all these superstars sat out the regular season, you know, so it's whatever, I guess. I'm trying to let it go, but it's a no. I think, like, we're just sending a bad message. The regular season is important. Let's let's all participate in the regular season. Um, Philly averaged 104 points versus Brooklyn, and they're currently averaging 104 points versus the Celtics, the Celtics are covering 
that spread by six and a half points, averaging 110 and a half points versus Philly. To me, that says that Boston's coming out of this series. That's what that speaks to me. They're averaging more points overall in this series, and I think that they're going to come out on top. Like, Philly's going home. They Boston ends up winning a big game last night, so this one's going to seven. And I think that Boston gets to play game seven on their home court, so I really do think Philly is going to have to have to see y'all later. See you next season, Mr. Fake MVP. Um, Boston's averaged 121 versus Atlanta in that first series and now is averaging 110.5 versus Philly. Overall, the Nuggets are averaging 117 or in their last series. So they had the highest scoring average in the second round of any team and they're also the first team to wrap up their second round series to me that's a very good indicator of them moving on and being successful after the game last night in phoenix they asked uh jeff green they asked kcp you know do you have a preference on who you face next lakers or warriors and the answer was a dead pan no because they don't care. It doesn't matter who who's next. They know the team that they have. And they just executed massively for their Game 6 win. Headed to the Western Conference Finals. Either way, it's going to be revenge. Either way, it's going to be an awesome series. I'm so excited to see it. But they're only halfway to the championship. Which is kind of a crazy way to think about it. They've won two incredible series already but only halfway to actually winning a ring. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Like, a lot less stress today after they close that out. Thank goodness they wrap it up and give me a couple days off. I was thinking I was going to have to be at the game Saturday, but we're waiting for game one of the Western Conference Finals for Tuesday, the 16th of May. It's going to be an awesome series. If it goes to six, we're going to have to celebrate my birthday on with a game six win. 
for the Western Conference Finals. A couple trends that I like to keep track of for y'all and and give out when it comes to the betting side of things because that is a focus I have um, with my content. If you like betting on sports, you definitely need to give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram, Vita Viva Diva for all of those. In that Timberwolves series, the Nuggets did not drop a second quarter. They won every second quarter and every fourth quarter of that Timberwolves series. That changed a bit in this series against the Suns. It was a little bit less obvious. They still won a lot of first quarters. They won every first quarter after games one and two. And game one, they lost the first quarter by one point, so it was barely a loss. Game two, they lost the first quarter by three points. So it was, again, barely an L. The first quarter, the Nuggets have been coming out shooting really well, making sure they get a good lead. That's what helped them get the win in game six. Second quarter was a bit more rocky. They only won half of their second quarters in this series against the Suns, unlike the one against the Timberwolves. They did cover about five points in first quarters when they win. They covered about five points. In the second quarter... It's really close. They're only covering like half a point. It might as well be uh, a toss-up against the Suns, at least. The third quarter, oof, just something that is like a little PTSD because we've, we've watched this team for years, right? The last five years, I can say I've, I haven't missed a Nuggets game in the last five years. And in that time... A trend that was very common was that you fade the Nuggets in the third quarter because they never cover the third quarter. It's like they always struggle to come out and play tough after the break. I don't know what it is. It takes them a second. In the Timberwolves series, that held pretty true. They only won and tied twice the third quarter. Otherwise, they lost the third, uh, and they were losing it by a couple of points. The fourth quarter... They are a lot more productive. Those are a lot closer. They've mentioned, like, Jamal, Joker, they've all mentioned that they know when they can turn it on and they know when it's time to, like, be locked in. In this Sun series, I mentioned they didn't lose a single fourth quarter in in the Timberwolves series. In the Sun series, games one and games two, locked down the fourth quarters. Game three, they lose the fourth quarter by five points. Game four... They win the fourth quarter by one point. Game five, they lose the fourth quarter by one point. And game six, they actually lost the third and fourth quarter, but they had such a huge lead from the first quarter and the second quarter, it didn't really matter. They lost the the third by three points and the fourth by two points, where they won the first and the second quarters by like 20 44 to 26 in the first and 25 to 37 in the second. So they really blew them out in that first half, which gave them the cushion. Overall, though, they are covering about two and a half points in the second, in the third quarter, excuse me, and a point and a half in the fourth quarter. So fourth quarter, while they do, if you're going to bet it, take their money line. If you're going to take the spread, I would go with the first quarter to bet on bet the spread in the first quarter or second quarter. And of course, you see the difference in each matchup. The second quarter for 
against the Timberwolves was just a bad quarter for them, second and fourth. And that was also testament to the bench and how well they played against that Timberwolves team. In this Suns series, the bench wasn't as effective. Their minutes without Nicola out there were not as easily won. And they weren't such a lock in the second and fourth quarter. But most of all, they are absolutely, you need to fade them in the third quarter. That is their biggest weakness. No matter who they play, I'm sure the third quarter is going to haunt us for this next series as well. A couple of bets I really like that have held true throughout this entire postseason. So we're talking 11 games now. Um, Nikola Jokic, we'll just start with him because it's so easy. Always fun to play his triple-double. Tough to decide when to play it. He had a couple triple-doubles in this second series. Game four, game five, game six. I don't think he had one in game five. I think he was like one short, if I'm remembering right. One uh, assist short. But 20-plus points and 10-plus rebounds is a pretty much a lock for Nikola Jokic in this postseason. He's covered that in almost every game this postseason. Uh, Jamal Murray, 15-plus points. He has covered that in all but one game this postseason. 15-plus points. We need to pause real quick because I feel like after that game one against the Suns, the expectations on Jamal were really, really high. And everything, every game after that was a disappointment because we can see how high his ceiling is sometimes and we just want him to play all the time there. He still averaged like 15-plus in every game. But one, he had 15-plus points. He still covered that. That's pretty good from your second player. Obviously, you, you're hoping that you get more guys like Bruce, MPJ, KCP, AG. You want them all to like have contributions. I would say your starters each, you're hoping to get 10 points from them. So, yeah, you want a little bit more from your second guy. 15-plus, though, for, for a parlay or if you're going to just take it straight up is a lock for Jamal. Five-plus assists, five-plus rebounds for Jamal I also like a lot. One of my favorite bets throughout this postseason has been Bruce Brown to have one steal. That is a really good bet. You get pretty good odds on it. Take him for a steal ladder even, especially if they go up against the, the Lakers who don't take care of the ball nearly as well as Golden State does. Golden State has just a little bit more guys, ball handlers, right? Um but I would definitely take that steal. MPJ, 5-plus rebounds, 10-plus points, and 2-plus threes. I know MPJ had a quiet series, but those are locks. Absolute locks. And, of course, last but not least, Aaron Gordon, 5-plus rebounds and 3-plus assists are both pretty good locks for him. If you're going to bet him, don't bet his points. A lot of people are fading his points. My friends from my betting podcast, I Bet, which you can follow on YouTube, A-I-I-G-H-T-B-E-T, I Bet. Um, those guys like just always are shitting on AG and his game when really he does play all the defense. He does all the defense. So he's like a big 
part of the defense for this team. So I wouldn't take his points. If you want to take the under on his points, that's pretty solid. But I would take five or more rebounds and three or more assists. You got really big contributions in this playoff series. You have Joker and Jamal who are the consistent guys. Jamal's been pretty consistent. Joker, hella consistent. But then we had big performances from MPJ in one game, from KCP in one game, from Bruce Brown in one game. The last guy we need to have some big impact. He does have impact in all those games. He just, I just mean on the offensive end, um, is Aaron Gordon. So we'll have to see what next series holds for this team. All I know is the Nuggets are headed to the Western Conference Finals, and nobody thought they'd get there. All of the national media counted them out. So today we celebrate. Everybody, make sure you have a drink or smoke some weed or go to the park. It finally stopped raining here in Denver, but celebrate a little bit for these Denver Nuggets. Obviously, they said they are not going to celebrate because this was job's not finished. This was not the goal. The goal is not to be in the Western Conference Finals. The goal is to win a championship. So... They're not celebrating yet, but we can celebrate for them. Everybody should be pretty hyped. I've been loving all the Nuggets gear I'm seeing all across the city lately. I went to the grocery store yesterday at King Supers, right? And literally every single worker, Nuggets gear, Jokic gear, Nuggets gear, everybody. So the city is hyped for this Nuggets team. If you're looking to get some gear nuggets gear specifically or just colorado sports gear in general check out rags to swag r-a-g the number two s-w-a-g-g that's my girl grace flynn she takes um clothes that have either been donated thrifted and she gives them an edgy makeover to totally repurpose them into really cute outfits for girls, guys. She's got all sorts of stuff. Check her out at R-A-G-2-S-W-A-G-G. Rag to swag. And we'll be back with another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast after game one of the Western Conference Finals. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.